Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation. It is Saturday, August the 7th, 2021. So today, once again, we are talking in these recent meditations about God's love as the thing that kind of separates God from all other beings. And we have moved to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter, to look at what that love really looks like. Love is patient, verse 4 says. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. And the beginning of verse 8 says, love never fails. So yesterday we talked about how God is patient. Today we're going to look at that love and God in return. God is kind. I don't know about you, but growing up, I don't know that I thought of God as kind. And I think there's a couple reasons for that. I think many of us grow up, maybe if we grew up in the church, or if we've heard Christians talk, we have this view that God is out there somewhere else, way off in the distance, that God started all of this creation and then kind of set it all on its course, but now it kind of runs itself and God is very distant from creation. Uh, that's kind of the view I grew up with, whether I ever said that out loud or not. And, and it gives us this kind of picture of a God who is hands off. So I don't know that kind would be the word I would use. The other thing that I think really uh, often makes us think about God in a way that is does not make God very kind is that one of the atonement theories, and atonement theories are just uh, ideas about how the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus actually saves us as Christians, how he actually frees us from sin and shame, the, the whole process there. And one of the ones that kind of became the favorite, I pictured God as like, you know, needing a sacrifice. You've probably heard this, that God needed a sacrifice. And so God was mad. Jesus was the sacrifice. And so because of Jesus, now God's not mad at us anymore. And that couldn't really be further from the truth. Now, that is one picture we get in Scripture, the picture of sacrifice. And then the reason why we do is because the Old Testament is full of people sacrificing animals to a God that maybe they believed was a little mad at them because that's how all the gods around them worked. The gods were mad. And if you sacrifice something to the gods, they would be happy with you and you would survive. But what we see revealed in Jesus and what we understand throughout all of scripture is that is not the God we serve. That while many other gods have been pictured that way, this is not the God of Scripture. First of all, Jesus is God. We believe in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the three in one, this mysterious trinity that 
I will never understand that I couldn't explain to you except to say that all throughout Scripture we see Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's never said God is Trinity, but it's present everywhere. From the beginning of Genesis when the Scripture says God said, Let us create man in our image. It uses that plural form. So when Jesus is on the cross, this is what I want you to hear this morning. Where is God? That's the big question. Sometimes people have asked that. I've heard that God had to turn his face away. Well, the truth is, Jesus is God. So God is on the cross is the answer to that. That's my friend Michael Pig. That's one of his favorite sayings. When Jesus is on the cross, where is God? He's on the cross. God is on the cross. And so God is the same person revealed in Jesus. He's a different personality in the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But he is God. Jesus is God. And so when we see Jesus loving a Samaritan woman, being kind to her, even though she was his enemy by race, we see God being kind. When we see Jesus healing lepers, people that were outcasts, that couldn't touch other people, that were unclean, that weren't worthy to come into the worship space, we see God being kind. When we see Jesus saying, bring the little children to me and don't reject them because these are what the kingdom of God is like. We see God being kind. And so all throughout the New Testament and the Old Testament, really, we see a God who is kind. Just like God is patient throughout the Old Testament, we see that God is kind. God finds um, Hagar when she's been pushed away by Sarai, and he sees her where she is, and he cares for her, and she names him, you are the God who sees me. So we see this from beginning to end, that God is kind. Sometimes we have had a picture of a God who is angry at us, and Jesus kind of goes between. He's the go-between to make God happy with us. This is not the God that we see revealed in Scripture. God is kind. God is, like we said yet last uh, morning meditation, God is patient. God is also kind. And God's kindness, it says in Romans, it's God's kindness that's meant to lead us to repentance. So when we look through the Scriptures, I hope we will have our eyes open to the God who is kind, and that that will lead us to, in turn, throw ourselves in repentance upon that God, to love that God, to, to fall in love, to have a relationship with that God who is kind and who is very patient with us. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor, rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.